Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dahlberg, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. I think this is a good spot to move move towards talking about liberalism. Uh, maybe maybe we could start off by the by defining the basic ideas and then going into mm-hmm. central thinkers. So please. yes, so uh, in a way, um, liberalism is having the opposite principle to that of utilitarianism. It's a priority of the right over the good. So liberalism starts off with, uh, for example, in the social contract tradition, with defining. Uh, the the basic goods of human beings that then are defined as rights of individuals. So John Locke, as as one of the founding thinkers of of liberal thought, is is defining the principle uh, life, health, liberty, uh, these kind of things that are the rights of every human being. So there he starts off from from principles of rights, and principles of good are secondary to the principles. That that's one way of comparing these these two, and, and as, as, as start uh, start up with the, the liberal thinking, um, and and this uh, historically this was uh, something uh, very new in the in the sort of 17th, 18th century that you begin to come up with these kind of basic principles. Uh, it's it, it's related to the so-called uh, natural uh, rights thinking. That that you uh, instead of viewing political authority as based on on hereditary uh, systems, on an elite that 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 just has the right to stay in power, you begin to think about what should ought to be the actual basic principles of of political society, and then you come out with the natural rights of human beings. I go back to that: the individual, what should we all have? Um, so that that was a big change uh, a few hundred years ago, and uh, but something that of course we are very much used to mm-hmm. used to thinking that that mode today. When we, when I came uh, to this topic, I was like, like I think most of people that they they have a sense of what liberalism is and what it means. But uh, since I I was not well uh, aware of 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 it uh, in a in a way that I would dare to call, call myself uh, qualified to this, uh, to take part of discussion regarding liberalism. But what I found uh, firsthand very interesting is that uh, even though many people have uh, might have a very strong or somewhat uh, a notion of what liberalism is, it turns out that it's very rich. Uh, a group of historical and yes. current yes. Uh, belief systems, and also that it's it can be uh, viewed as a political ideology, but also as a more sort of um, abstract philosophy, and, and 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 then there's it's very hard to sort of 
give one definite definition Indeed. of liberalism. Indeed. And and um, uh, yes, we have sort of several associations with liberal thinking and liberal um, liberalism um, uh, in, in a place. Uh, and only one is this association with liberalism that with, with sort of individual rights and human rights. This is, by the way, a, a huge difference <laughs> between talking about just individual rights and human rights. Human rights thinking uh, is a kind of also a kind of criticism of liberalism, but we can come back to that uh, later. So this is one. But then, of course, many think about uh, uh, the free market when they talk about liberalism. And um, they are, of course, connected, but are also very different. I mean, for the, for the philosophers of liberalism, just, just like John Locke, Rousseau, Kant, the classics, and today John Rawls, for example, as, as one of the uh, most important contemporary liberals, uh, uh, sort of the, the free market is a, a, a secondary thing. Mm. The primary thing is uh, the individual rights. Mm. So it starts off from freedom, liberalism as, as a philosophy of freedom, and then the freedom of the individual as, as rights. Um, but then, of course, market liberalism... <laughs> On free market thinking is connected naturally to this because the liberals also sort of when you say individual rights of freedom then of course the free market is an obvious part of of that same but it, it's not the basic thing and then yes yes when we go through all these uh, different terms we have liberalism we have today neoliberalism which is a very specific and partly contrary to classical liberalism <laughs> uh, of the rights thinking. We have libertarianism and these different kind of uh, liberalisms. Yeah, uh, so. yeah I, I, was, uh, I was reading a book about liberalism from uh, uh, this scholar called Michael Frieden, and he has um, uh, sort of identified five uh, historical layers to liberalism, and here I have to, I, yes. I don't remember yes. them by heart, so I have to go to my notes, and I, I uh, please excuse me, my lis- uh, our listeners, if I stumble, because these are written in Finnish, and I will do a simultaneous translation, but the first layer is the, the theory about the restricted power or reign, which already came across mm, that. That's that, also that, yeah, that, yes, yes. With mm-hmm. the historical background being the kind of weakening of the monopoly of uh, Christian religion, but also the yes, monarchies. Yes, yes and, and I can stop there. And, and, and yes, that this is a central, uh, central thing that that true liberalism has developed a kind of uh, uh, tension between uh, right, the sort of political power and the rights of the individual. Mm. By promoting the rights of the individual, you also want to restrict the power of uh, of uh, uh, polit- the political authority. Yeah. Uh, so and historically, that being especially in 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 England, for example, the the possibly tyrannical monarchies and also the feudal uh, hierarchies. And then there's the, the second layer, which also was was discussed already, was the theory about um, economic transaction and especially free markets. Mm-hmm. And but then there's also the third layer, uh, which uh, I think turns Stuart Mill promoted this idea, a theory about uh, about human progress over time, that yes. humans are 
some uh, are creatures that develop through time and they can develop themselves and, and first they there's the important part of education edu- education of children Indeed. and youth and then the pos- when we come to the more present day that you should the individual should have the not only the right but also the possibility is to develop uh, him or herself and then there's the the fourth theory which also it goes to then more specific maybe subgenres of liberalism that is the theory about the dependency on others and the, the sort of well-being sanctioned by the society so it would be I guess more uh, it would go to the category of social liberalism and then the final the fifth one which is also uh, I, I would imagine the most problematic for neoliberalism which again I agree with you it's it's problematic and it's uh, especially in regard to the to the classical idea of liberalism but the fifth layer of being uh, the theory that recognizes the, that there are multitude of different lifestyles, ethnicities, religions and goals in life and the, the uh, maybe the tension or problem when we strive towards a society that is has multitude of different values but also that is uh, tolerant to yes. this multitude of the human existence. Yes, yes. Okay, let's let's talk about these uh, one. Yeah, let's begin from the last one. Yes, pluralism. It's also yeah, I mean the, the name name for that. So indeed, liberalism is uh, is in in a sense from the start pluralistic. Already John Locke, who defined defined sort of these basic basic rights of of individuals, was also the the one formulating the principle of tolerance, religious tolerance, mm. that each individual should have. Uh, a right to decide on, on his or her religion freely and nobody has the right to, to sort of uh, de- demand any specific religious uh, um, position from anyone. So that that's also the already for, for Locke uh, a basic part of, of, of liberalism. And and today, yes, um, um, pluralism is essential. essential. So it's, it's part of the idea of individual rights, of course, that individual rights or individual freedom means that any, all, all we should all have the right to decide on how to live and no philosopher or whatever can come to say that this is the right way to live and this is how you should do things but but everyone can choose for them for themselves they should be able to to choose and decide for themselves what is the, the good life um, so, so that's uh, um, that's essential to contemporary uh, liberalism and also in the in the classical um, then I was thinking about, I think that was the third one, the John Stuart Mill position in education. Yeah, the, the so, theory of so that, uh, humans uh, as uh, evolving yes. and developing. Yes. Um, so there you see a, a change in a way, comparison with, with Locke. Locke is just um, uh, saying that we have certain, we have certain freedom, we have right to, to life and, and health and so on. But doesn't go into them any more. But Mill, uh, later, uh, hundred, two hundred years later, uh, is interested in the possibilities of human beings to develop, and uh, indeed he's uh, he's interested in social reform. He's a utilitarian, 
utilitarian and utilitarian <laughs> and he sees uh, sees the importance of education uh, to promote well-being in society uh, and to make it possible for all of us for make it possible for all of us to have a good life we need education so this is the importance of education and he sees also through this how how uh, it's possible for for an individual to develop and also so, so that, that, that's a big difference from yeah. the classical Locke position it, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that yeah. and then you come into the to the combination again in mill between liberal and utilitarian it's a, a program of social reform so education is uh, is important and this also for him means that that true education we learn uh, to develop a society with mm. which gives also I mean health what means a right to health mm. right to health mean that you have the possibility to promote your health mm. so so it comes these social issues that's mm. what, that's the name from the social liberalist position of Mill that the social issues come comes in yes society should be built in a way that people have the possibility mm. for health mm. then so, so that, that that's a that's a development in liberalism that is very crucial. Yeah, and going back to that third layer, the the question of education also connects to the one of the core values that are in the heart of liberalism, or most of the uh, mo- maybe most of the forms of liberalism that supposes human beings as rational beings. So, education is is one. Yes. important form of cultivating that rationality in yes. human beings. Yes, and he also added a kind of uh, historical perspective. He thought that, okay, uh, sort of not all human beings everywhere are still uh, ready for liberalism, uh, but through education you can make everyone ready for liberalism, because that, that implies, or liberalism also implies a kind of uh, that you are so educated that you learn to reflect upon your own interests mm. and desires and mm. things and become sort of yes. <laughs> what what then about the idea of, of free markets? How does it come into this and why is it advocated for and why is it important? Uh, well, it, it it originally when you take you take someone like Locke or Mill, it's just a, a, a natural sort of a part of of that kind of society. It's it's nothing that uh, needs to be promoted or defended. It's obvious for them that you have a free market. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. The question of the, let's say, the problem or the question of free market comes later when, when through di- different other kinds of, for example, socialist movements, the criticism towards uh, the free market of capitalism comes into the picture. Then you, after that, you sort of need to defend it. Before that, you didn't need to defend it. It was just part of life. So, so uh, that, uh, but then in, in the 20th century, for example, then you, of course, have this uh, sort of do two kinds of liberalism. Uh, the classical form, where the basic principle of liberalism is, is individual rights and pluralism and these kind of things. And then this kind of, kind of uh, um, liberalism which emphasizes uh, the free market. And uh, mm, some just do it uh, for the sake of, well, free market, we want to have a free market, so let's defend it, you don't need to go into it. Uh, others go into it as a criticism of other modes of thinking that appears, for example, socialist modes of criticism of society. 
and and there comes this tension between these two movements should you defend the free market or should you defend rights issues issues of justice that sort of belongs to liberalism but then then you have the so there's a kind of tension inside of liberalism also between uh, these two so if you, if you take contemporary philosophical liberalism like likes or like John Rawls uh, there's not much he doesn't write much about free market it's a sort of secondary issue but then if you go into other liberalist forms of thinking like neoliberal that, that what is called neoliberalism there the free market is the basis of everything and and that that involves a criticism of liberalism as in the in the sort of classical mode of the, the human rights and justice mode of thinking and, so, that, and there's also uh, apparently a lot of thinkers who are if they were classified as marxist or postmodern thinkers specifically accuse neoliberalism as sort of this bourgeois bourgeois ideology that promotes the the power of uh, multinational corporations and mega banks that sort of take this global uh, role of, of controlling and, and managing yes. Yes, people's indeed. lives. Yes, and, and if we if we sort of approach this issue of liberalism and neoliberalism from the perspective of the position of the, the, the state, uh, then you can see sort of differences. I mean, uh, for liberalism, I said there's a kind of tension between individual rights and the political authority. Uh, but it's it's at the same time, liberalism is a very is emphasizing very strongly, in fact, the position of the state, the nation state, for example. It just restricts its task to one thing: you should sort of see to it that everyone has has the possibility to realize their individual rights. And the, the sort of task of the state, the function of the state, is to fix this, that we have our rights. So it's very important also, because it has to, it has to sort of see to it that, that we can realize our rights. At the same time, when there's a tension, it's limited, but it has this task. Um, and, and also in relation to, to, to uh, sort of the market or economy, in, in this classical form, the state had a very important task also to sort of see to it, to regulate the market. So the state's task was to see to it that we have a possibility to realize a right, but also regulate the market so that it uh, functions well. Um, for, uh, for the neoliberal, uh, they also reserve a very important task for the state. But the only task of the state for the neoliberal thinking is to see to it that that it provides the conditions for a functioning market economy. Yeah. Everything else is un, un, unimportant. Or you said individual rights come in just as pacifiers, perhaps. <laughs> so so uh, to to so that this task can be can be realized to to, to provide the conditions for for market economy. And, and and that's very different from the sort of philosophical liberalism, yes. political liberalism in that sense, which for for whom uh, human rights or individual rights are are, are primary. Yeah. And, and discussing this theme is also uh, sort of also all, all, almost uh, 
comedical to uh, or comical to think go back to the the one of the core ideas of liberalism that is rationality and many many argue that in this sort of from this neoliberal perspective the rationality is also limited to the sphere of maximizing economic profits and but then the at least for me the comical part comes from I, I'm no by no means expert in economics but uh, one of few friends who have studied that that in, uh, all, 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 uh, in university level uh, have have said that the one interesting part about economical theories is that they sort of assume the markets and the economy as uh, independent and it's always the human factor mm, that mm. sort of ruins the theory so there's this kind of contradiction that the from a neoliberal perspective in my view that that that, that it sort of assumes the rationality but all, 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 all at the same time it's all, all, also the human choices that for example uh, start uh, phenomena such as financial crises and, and mm, things mm. like that. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's indeed. Um, uh, it's it's a bit difficult to say is a sort of neoliberalism at all. Mm. A political theory seems to be more not interested in in political issue at mm. all, but in promoting the well the, the sort of good of of the market mm. and and and. The, for those who well, who do their things in the in, in a market economy, that it's it's for for that thing, and they see this as a good in, in itself, doesn't have to sort of uh, defend it really, or doesn't even try to defend it, just a part, by viewing it as a necessity or some this is how the world is like and so on. Then then you sort of keep keep up this, and and then sometimes you you sort of think that neoliberal thinking is. Um, is just having the uh, the market, the free market, uh, and and no politics at all, no states at all. Uh, but that's not completely true because it still is. Uh, in in the end, if you look at it, it's completely dependent on a, a political system that sees to it that that it, the conditions are in place that you have peace, not everywhere. You don't have to have peace everywhere, but if you have, so you need to have. Mostly, most part of the world, they should be peace. So and then you can have enough, but then you can have wars here and there, and that's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> but but mostly, it should be peaceful. The rules should abide everywhere in the same way. You should be able to do exchange to exchange monetary exchange, and everything should work. And for that, of course, you need a, a you need politics. You need a social system that builds this up. It's again. It's similar to liberalism in that sense. It gives a very limited task, mm -hmm. limits the task of the state to see to it that conditions are in place, and then it should do nothing more. And there's also well, one further contradiction uh, in, I wouldn't say maybe necessarily in, inside neoliberalism, but the, of course it ties into this issue because there's the whatever we might define neoliberalism to be but then there are also ideologies and movements that sort of misappropriate the the, the liberalism as a uh, 
rhetorical tool and and then we come across to the, uh, the the problems that we have with the the fifth layer historical layer that was mentioned before that there are uh, uh, individuals or liberals who say promote of course the the Freedom of speech uh, is is elemental to the individual rights and 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 the the freedom of individuals to practice whatever life they see fit at, 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 as long as it doesn't violate the rights of others. But then we have the uh, the current world, which is constantly more globalized, and there are multitude of different values, uh, be it the, whatever for whatever reason, it be it a question of sexuality, ethnicity, whatever, and then we have the problem or the contradiction of people or movements or entire movements that say that they are liberal, but then they, for example, are very, they have very negative attitudes towards, for example, immigration. And if we go to the, for example, to the world of universities, the, the, the question of freedom of speech, that they are minority groups that say that certain type of use of language is not okay and it's 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 condescending and it, it's not right anymore and then these other the, these individuals or groups that label themselves as liberals uh, react negatively to those claims because they say that it's a restriction of the freedom of speech so for example the freedom of speech today is it's a very hot topic. That does the freedom of speech have limits, and if so, where exactly those limits are? Yes, yes, yes. There are a lot of things yeah. there, uh, and and uh, partly it just goes back to the when whatever you take a very general theory, like a lib liberalism as a general theory of promoting uh, and defending. Um, uh, individual rights, uh, it may be uh, might be turned in very different directions at the same time. So it gives many, many possibilities there. Um, uh, well, one example I pick from what you said, uh, the issue of immigration. Why is that then an issue for a person who think they are liberals? Uh, well, it has to do with the sort of. Uh, that the, the strong connection that is still in place between uh, individual freedom and rights and the task of the state mm -hmm. to defend, see to this, that mm -hmm. we can realize our rights. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and this, of course, th then there's a strong connection between the citizen, mm -hmm. actual citizen, mm -hmm. and the state. Mm -hmm. And that's why immigration becomes a, a difficult thing, because then you have people who are not citizens, mm -hmm. uh, Maybe members of some other society, but but anyway, so so they should they have the same rights? Mm -hmm. And here, here we come back to what I started before. I mean, there's a certain tension also between individual rights as liberalism mm -hmm. states and human rights. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think this is the same, mm -hmm. but since individual rights are so much tied to the idea that we have a state that defends our mm -hmm. individual rights, mm -hmm. then human rights is a. a very different concept mm. because the, then the claim is that everyone anywhere has the same rights absolutely independently if you belong, if you're a citizen in any state at all. So that, that, that creates also a tension in, in the, these modes between sort of illiberal conception of rights and human rights. 
And then, then you can, of course, then, I mean, many, many liberals, uh, liberal philosophers today are very critical towards neoliberalism, exactly because it puts the market before the individual. And many contemporary liberals are defenders of human rights, exactly in this sense, because they view, yes, on the one hand, we can have a nation state where we have a state that defends our rights, but this should be for all states the same. So human rights should be, so liberal rights should be promoted in all states. And through that you can, can sort of move, move on from the, your own perspective to the human rights and that, that, that perspective. Um, and there's that, and that, that, that is a very strong uh, sort of tension there between this mode of thinking and neoliberalism, because neoliberalism doesn't want that at all. They, I mean, neoliberalism or market economy is also pluralistic, because, but it's in a different way. It's not based on that everyone has the same rights. It's based on it can be pluralistic if something sells well, <laughs> then, then yes, if this is a good thing that you can have a market about this thing, then welcome, welcome. All kind of pluralities that you can sort of buy and sell are welcome within this system. So it, it, pluralism is not a problem there either, in, in a way. It's just, it just, yeah, but is it limited it, in different ways. Wouldn't it be sort of challenge, sort of, if, 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 if we sort of look liberalism through the from the perspective of capitalism and free markets it's the if if the markets and the 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 sort of commodities and services and everything can be unified it's it's better for for capitalism since they can just yes, yes. it's better to create it's it more efficient to create one product for all than many products for yeah yes yes, uh, yes. For and, and there's a tension there between sort of a kind of pluralism that you based on on whatever can you can buy and sell is good things mm -hmm. welcome mm -hmm. and then say claiming that everyone has equal rights mm -hmm. that that's a very different mm -hmm. principle and and they are in, in very stark mm -hmm between each other yes and that, that ties in what you said earlier also with this uh, phenomenon that it, uh, some call the liberal world order and I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers that you can't yes <laughs> um, but uh, the idea which uh, has been criticized uh, very strongly especially after the, the uh, after the administration of George W Bush that the, the idea of the, the, that there exists this uh, uh, liberal democracy, which is the best uh, ideology as, or best form of, of, of government governance mm, that yeah. should ta be taken to, for example, in this case, to certain Middle Eastern countries where the sort of the, the human rights or the rights of the individual are very much highlighted. That the, the idea that okay that these people they are living under a tyrannical rule and that is not uh, they that doesn't promote their happiness or their well-being so the the liberal democracy is an universal uh, product almost that we can kind of export yes. uh, to yes. everywhere and and that will, will somehow uh, with the inclusion of of, of uh, free markets and capitalism uh, improve significantly the living standards and well-being of, of uh, not just uh, individuals but cultures, different cultures at, uh, in a larger sense. Yes, yes. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, but it is a huge, huge uh, issue. Of course, I guess this, well, this at, at least yes, liberal world order. There, there's, there's sort of two kinds of suspicions there. From uh, the one suspicion, of course, that I mean, promoting a liberal world order uh, means imposing a certain mode of life mm. to other cultures, mm. and uh, that's very authoritarian, and so on. And not something that that anyone would just like that take. The other one is, of course, the suspicion, which is part of this whole whole thing of liberalism. The suspicion that that when you talk about liberalism in terms of individual rights and human rights, they actually mean that that they want to have a free market and come and buy, buy every, everything we get. This suspicion is, of course, there. Since they are historically so closely connected, these two, two modes, sort of the individual rights thinking and the free market. So they come, they, they belong together also, but, but and, and suspicion is that it's all about buying and selling in the end. Yeah, and there's also the tension that, that from the one side of the fence, there's like the assumption that, of course, that the, since we... For example, let's say the, the majority of Americans think that, of course, we, we live in a liberal democracy, and and this is the is the best system we can imagine, especially after the the, the long historical and and now once again active uh, the contrary nature to the let's say previously the Soviet rule and now the Russian rule, the mm. the, the social rule and and the, the idea of taking that 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 the, that the at some sort in some sense a liberalism as a philosophy is a universal because it promotes the individual's uh, happiness and the conditions and possibilities to strive towards uh, a happiness or well-being of one own, own one's own choice and choosing but then there are uh, as we have clearly seen, there are a lot of cultures uh, outside of the, the Western world that don't find liberalism so welcoming as the people from the from the liberal side might think. So yes, yes, it's it's, it's true. Yes, yes, it, it has a kind of universalist strength because it can be simplified into principles that anyone can understand, like individual rights and, mm. and so on, your freedom. So it has this this strength that and in that sense it's and it, that makes it in a way conquer easily conquer the world the world mostly but of course uh, yes there's there's different uh, di- many kinds of um, problems according from the perspective of of perhaps other cultures or um, that what what actually will happen to us if we sort of go go along go, with, go along with this all the way. And so on. Um, so we have, uh, I mean, China has made a different. Uh, used to be a communist country, now it's the most capitalist country in the world. But they don't want, they don't, didn't take buy into this individual rights thing. Yes. But they can have capitalism anyway, free market or a market economy that is very strong without liberals. And from an ideological perspective, that's very challenging since they're like because previously the 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 the, uh, the people who have promoted Western liberalism can 
kind of argued, well, look at what happened with Soviet Union. It, it, it failed. Yes. But then uh, China is kind of the, now yes, the exception yes. that it is yeah. challenging the, the, the idea of, of this victor, universal victory of liberalism as the, the, the king ideology of, of all world. Yeah, there used to be a, a sort of a claim that uh, democracy and capitalism, uh, they are run together mm. by necessity. Mm. And uh, uh, today, uh, nobody says this thing because it's seen that uh, it doesn't have to be like that at all. You can have a, uh, you can have a capitalist society that is totalitarian, that rejects democracy totally, and it seems to work for them very well. Yes, and then like, and, and on the other side, like I previously mentioned, there are also like, especially now today, the political parties that lean towards right and a lot of different sort of populist that sort of adopt and even misappropriate uh, some liberalist ideas and rhetoric as as a way of, of, of doing a nice as you said it's very conquer it was an ideology that is easily understood so it's very easy to use liberalism as a nice uh, gift wrapping to put your own political agenda into to sell people in a mm, way yeah. that is very understandable yeah yeah that that's true although i think if we talk about about right-wing populism we can talk about more about this later but i i don't think they in fact use liberalism as sort of part of the argument it's rather much the opposite. Uh, I mean, many like to call themselves illiberal um, and not at all liberal, that, that they are really doing something different. That has to more to do, to come back, more to do about the question what is a good society or what kind of society do we want than liberal ideas, which, which liberal ideas always go goes in, in the direction of pluralism. Mm -hmm. And if you go in the other direction, you sort of maybe don't want to be a liberal at all. Do you feel that today there's a challenge because they, because we have discussed the, the historical layers we mentioned earlier quite to, to a large extent, except the fourth one, which is the, uh, the, the idea of, of uh, codependency of others and, and, and the role of the state to provide uh, certain security and the, the sort of circumstances and possibilities where individuals can strive and uh, where I was getting at this is that it, it, there's uh, the maybe I don't I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word challenge but there it seems that the current times we're living are very individualist and, and liberalism is very, it's, it's an ideology that can sort of, kind of, goes very well hand in hand with individualism. Yes. But yes. then uh, when we were discussing utilitarianism, the sort of uh, social solidarity, larger solidarity seems to be kind of left into the, maybe into the shadows or into the, guidelines yes, and yes. it's not so uh, important or, or at least it doesn't seem to be so important 
yes, as it was yes. might might have been to some classical liberals. Yes, in, in uh, roughly 20, 30 years ago, that sort of um, that was the main topic of the criticism of of liberalism. At that time, you talk about the the sort of communitarian uh, criticism of liberalism, which exactly emphasizes the importance for human beings to be to belong, mm. to be connected. Mm. This your solidarity, mm. all these kind of things, and, and the criticism was that liberalism all, all, only talks about individual and forgets about mm. this whole social aspect. Mm. That that sort of uh, the discussion has a, it died down today. Mm. Now we have these different, different, especially then if we, if we take right wing populism, which seems to have a very different agenda, different form of criticism of. Uh, of liberal thinking, um, it's not so much about solidarity. It's about more, but it's it's some kind of looking for searching for some kind of different kind of belongingness uh, that seem many seem to be missing. I think it's very important to assess uh, these movements today. Many many have tried, uh, and many do provide uh, uh, these kind of assessment. Well, well, what are these right-wing populists? What does it come from? What what is it telling us about contemporary society? It's very difficult to say, but that it seems one of the things is is many look for um, sort of feel abandoned mm. <laughs> by our elites mm. and is looking for something else, mm. and then they can find it. Well, you how do you find something else? You find something else together with other people who thinks in the same way, and then you sort of create this kind of of, of movements uh, where you emphasize a different kind of belongingness or longing for a different society, longing for a um, closer identity, cl- connectingness between certain identities and, and so on. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.